0: Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. Today, Alex Miller, we've got a few things on the agenda. Uh, first and foremost, we'll get everyone's thoughts on it after we go around, but the David McKay trial last night, luckily he got off
1: uh, scot-free, no suspension there, but God, what a bit of controversy that there was around that. Yeah, just a little bit about that cat. Uh, look, we won't beat it to death because the media have done their best job of dragging that for as long as possible. But we will get our thoughts on it in a bit. But uh very excited—big week of footy to talk about. Alex Doherty. Uh, I guess we'll start off with your thoughts, mate. Um, what did you make of the initial
0: suspension? Obviously, I know we—we're all not big fans of it going straight to the tribunal. Um,
2: generally look at speaking, him. I, I, I'm just going to say, Kat, it was probably one of the most haphazard things I've seen from Steve Hocking. At, in the last three or four years and he's done some pretty haphazard things um I look my first my first reaction to it on the night because I actually watched the game live at home and just sort of thought oh yeah it's a con it's not it's, it's a contest nothing in it and then you look at what the um the aftermath of it was I had to clap the broken jaw and I think oh no this this is going to be um David McKay is going to be in trouble here. And I don't think it's his fault completely because I think he had every right to go for the footy and mm. you could, and you can even see in like the stop photo in the still photos, in the slow motion replays, his eyes were pretty much on the ball for about 99.9% of the time. And well, this, what it sort of says to me uh, Miller is that
0: I think sort of Steve Hocking and then the match review panel, Michael Christian Uh, sort of not on the same page, I guess, because obviously it was, the incident was reported, but I think if it had just been Christian doing it, it would have gone through the normal process, probably would have been offered, I don't know, maybe a week or something. Um, I don't see the the positive in the match review officer and the general manager of
1: footy being on different pages in terms of stuff like this. Yeah, I agree, Kat, entirely. I think having two people like that involved as well, always just going to create different points of opinion. And look, there were some really good points throughout the week through lots of different people that we're trying to protect the head. And of course, concussion is a massive issue. And there's no question about that, but this is a football action. He's going for the ball. He hasn't played the man. And these people saying 20, 30 meters out that he can just pull out. I mean, that's not what the game's about. He's, you know, you are taught from a young, I should go for the footy, always body line the ball, do your best. And now we've got a duty of care, obviously, to protect each other and the players. And I just sort of, I don't really understand, you know, people, the way he was treated like a murder trial. I mean, McKay, he's got no record of anything like this. He's been in the system for a long time now. He's played almost, two, he's played 250 games, I think. So, look, he's hes done nothing really particularly wrong. So I think, um, look, it's probably the right outcome, but it's a good point, Cat, though, about the different sort of comparisons. I just think it's strange that it's taken this long. I mean, today's mm. Friday, it was done last night, and uh, the incident happened on Saturday night. So that's the issue for me. Yeah, like in in recent in recent years,
2: usually the tribunals come come about on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. So yeah. having it on Thursday night's a bit bit peculiar. i have done a good job dragging this shit out. As far as <laughs> yeah, um, must must be because the media want to milk it for all it's worth, and uh, don't much, get yeah. don't get don't get me started on the media because you know what I reckon the media have had such a hell of a week. How how about what about Caro's comments? Not on the run sheet, but I just oh, wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on it about Caro's um, about, comments. About <laughs> well, Caro's comments on Seb Ross, because I've been pretty vocal on it on Twitter all, all week. Yeah, yeah I've, I, got,
1: I've got some issues around it, Kat, but I'll get your opinion first.
0: Yeah, look, I, I retweeted Seb Ross's sort of comments uh, that he made afterwards, and 100% couldn't be in any more support of the players of Ross of Membry, Paddy Ryder early in the year, Aaron Francis this week has taken the week off for mental health reasons, above everything else family mental health comes first those are the two things it's bigger than football 100 percent absolutely and i don't think someone like caroline wilson should be trying to make any player feel bad for prioritizing either their family or their mental health above the game
1: i think it doesn't matter as well doc about whether you're a media expert uh, just someone sitting as a saint supporters or a neutral making comments about people and their choices they're, they're humans they're like me and you they're like your neighbor they're like postman pat everyone is the same everyone's got emotions all that stuff and but i think I'm the sure. thing as well the thing
0: as well is that you know i think it's a very old-fashioned mindset where people would just tell you to suck it up and keep working yeah, whereas now i out. think doc we're very much in the the time of a very you know inclusive and understanding workplace and footy clubs i think are one of the leaders in that regard and they kind of set the example for everyone else down the line yeah, oh,
2: exactly, and sort of. Caro's trying to, you know, point fingers at saying, "Oh, the St. Kilda officials aren't happy with Sebros, you know, leaving." And it's like, "Well, what, well, what more do you want? Like, mm. we're we, we're not fathers, I'm, I'm, I'm not the <laughs> not that we know of, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but uh, <laughs> no, but stay with me here, Miller. Um, but I, I like to think that everyone's got their own sort of battles in in." you know, in terms of, yeah. in terms of family, in terms of family life. And, mm. and, I, and I think he's got, he's got every right. If, and obviously I think from what I've read about postpartum depression as well, I think what I've read about that is, you know, it can really take a toll. It, it's more common than you think. Um, in well, that's it. It was Seth Ross's yeah.
0: wife gave birth to twins as well. Like, yeah, know, exactly. It's not, it's not something easy for a family to deal with to have uh, suddenly two more babies around,
2: absolutely. And we, no, we, we don't exactly know what's what, what's going on with, with no. them either. And I don't Neither think anybody's
1: doc, so I don't know why you can be you can say that about someone when you're in no position really to comment. She's not in the house, she's not she's got no idea what's going on with them and their family and all that stuff, so it's crap. And I'm not sure if you boys saw that video on Instagram with Gary Ablett and his, his little boy. And uh, that was something that really put things in perspective. And you just see like people banging on, oh, Gary could have gone around again. Yeah, he could have. But his son has had a really tough start to his life. And he's just prioritizing his kids and that. And same with Bucks. Like, I'm sure Bucks could easily go and get a media job right now. He probably might end up doing it. Or he could get a coaching gig somewhere. But family is so much more important than all that stuff. But interesting stuff. But Port. Boys, now oh, here we go. This is literally breaking a couple of minutes ago. I, I know Alex doherty has got a strong view on Port Adelaide chums, but um I know you've got a strong opinion on Port Adelaide chums. I do as well. But uh, Zach Butters <laughs> and I don't know the other the other boffins that were there. We're at the uh, Olympic Trials, boys, um, and they had no masks on. And the AFL mm. have done the old "Please explain."
2: You've got you've got Ollie Lord, Dylan Williams, and Miss Georgiatis there as well. All um, the young boys, Come all the fellas—they're <laughs> not going to be happy about
1: that. The club. What do you what do you make of this, boys? Just careless.
2: No, very silly, very yeah. silly from the fellas. Because you look at you look at everybody else around here—they're all doing the right thing. You know, correct. They've, they've all got their masks on, and what 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 makes these guys, you know, correct exempt well, yeah. from from the rule. We've no, seen we see how easy for
1: players we okay we do what we like. <laughs> we see how easily <laughs> things
0: can spiral out of control with COVID absolutely. especially being in Victoria at the moment. Um and these guys obviously you know they're putting if if something happens with them in that scenario they're putting the whole competition at risk.
1: Absolutely. So, that's, you know that's it's a simple thing. thing wearing a mask yeah.
0: is not very hard. If that's what the rules say you have to do that's what you got to do. do well, it. Otherwise Adelaide, don't go. Adelaide
2: was, Adelaide was just slapped with a $50,000 fine from the league for, for doing something. The players breached Coronavirus protocols
1: for not wearing masks on the air. I don't know how strict well, you can be. well, I hope they got another fifty k spare, doc, because they probably have to dish that out again. But the round that was—what a strange round! Take of it, take was. it out of Kenneth's salary, I
2: say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Take it out of his salary. We will. We will start while we're on South Australia. We will start over in uh, over there for the round that was. Uh, oh, cracking how about the crumb? Cracking. Oh, sorry. No, it was. It was up in up in Cairns actually. You forget. Forget that was playing in weird it was, venue. Yeah. Um, Kazali Stadium the Saints don't seem to like traveling up there too much and they ended up going down by a goal to the crumb after a fantastic comeback but for me Miller the thing that stands out here is the Saints only one goal after the second in the second half one goal six
1: the whole second half that is an absolute drop-off look yeah we will we'll start with St Kilda and then we'll get into the great stuff by the Crows but yeah the fact it was 7648 48 to 2'6", at half time, They were in control, complete control. And, and, and not only control, boys, but as you would have seen, the rain was pelting down. And I thought, right, there's absolutely no chance now with these weather conditions that Adelaide can get back into this. And the Saints said, you know what? We're going to stop playing footy. You can have a go and give us a red hot cra-. And they were absolutely outstanding. But yeah, the Saints, I mean, this is the issue with this club. You know, you've you got all these travellers, these sideways scuttlers, that Brett, Brett Ratton the says, says that they heads will rot, And it's the same blokes, Jack Loney, bloody uh, Bartell, um, oh, Bartell. Dunstan. Bartell's only a kid nearly played 38%. Yeah, no, that's I'm, saying, I'm saying they're, they're dropping them, Doc. This is like wet Brad Hill, out. I've officially changed my mind because I, I originally said big money men can't be dropped, but this guy is woeful. Get him out, get him a spell. Jeez, it's, totally t- t- it's, only, it's, only, it's only taken him about 13 weeks <laughs> <laughs> i
0: think i i do understand like yeah you were saying during the week miller that this is sort of what happens when coaches play favorites hmm. and you look at some of the dan butler once again he was good pressure wise i thought 10 tackles in this game but he's still not anywhere near his output what he was doing uh last year at his best i think i was really happy to see brad crouch doing really good work on the inside but God, his outside work has really, really still not improved. Fifty-six percent disposal efficiency, seven direct turnovers from him. He's getting the work done on the inside, doc. He's getting those contested possessions, but he just cannot clean up his disposal.
2: Yeah, it's it's a hard thing once once you like once you're a renowned uh, contested possession getter. You see guys like Tim Taranto at GWS, an elite contested possession getter, but he just absolutely makes a meal with his touches. It's it, it's 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 quite similar with a lot of inside players in mm. the league, and well, if he can if he can scrub that up, I mean he he's a bloody good player. Um, what about Jack Steele, boys? I thought it was he, I thought he was terrific for I think four quarter. I think he was only one of the rare few players mm. that actually played a four quarter a game. And it's been good all year. You know, he, when though? you look at somebody, when you look at somebody like him, he's 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 the co cap. He's the co captain this year, mm. and he's putting in numbers like thirty four touches, twelve. 12 tackles and no clearances where's like why aren't people following him he's a player he's he's a player that leads by example
1: yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if these players have the drive to really i think now because their season's cooked well and truly now i think they've sort of lost a bit of motivation cat looking at them i think Mm. they're they're a bit shot in terms of well we've got nothing to play for who gives a rats but some of these guys will be playing for deals extensions and just Maybe even list spots. Some of them. I mean,
2: I'll, I'll tell you another player that played really well, playing for a spot is Tom Highmore. I thought, yeah, his, very I, good. I thought his intercept work was just outstanding, and of course, Dougal Howard as well. I thought he was. I thought I think he'll be he'll be in the top two BNF at St Kilda this year, uh, Doogie. Oh, I love that! Yeah, one of the he's definitely made the most of his opportunities every time he's been in Tommy Highmore.
0: Um, in terms of the Crows, though, boys, our man Ben Keys just doesn't stop. Um, oh I yes. Once, obviously, that wet night didn't do good for anyone's disposal efficiency, but God, he just he just keeps going. Ten tackles again, Doc, for him in this game. I thought him Paul Seedsman especially
2: really oh, stood up. I was going to talk about the cedar. How good was he on a wing? The big Seed. The big cedar. 31 touches and uh, six tackles. 717
1: metres gained in the pouring rain, Alex Miller. I mean, that's absolutely <laughs> juicy. And Keyes with 613, Doc, as an inside minute is just outstanding. I, mean, I reckon Keyes... It'll be a smoky for the forty. The Australian 40 Oh,
0: I want to see him in there. I reckon. I reckon
1: real chance. Him and Took Miller, two guys I've talked about all year. I'd love to see. I'd like to see Took in the actual team, to be honest. But both in the forty, I'd
2: I like. I, I like the idea of Stumpy Laird in the forty. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think he's stumpy. been. I think he's been quite. Um, he's been quite consistent with his inside work this year. Another, another ten clearances and eight tackles from him, and thirty-three touches. What about human, the human Ford. desk, as they call him. Oh, filthy, human filthy. desk.
0: Filthy Philthorpe. Filthy. This, he, he this guy almost won the game with his own boot. In fact, he did win the game. He with did his own win boot. the game with his own boot. Two incredible he... goals out of his three. I thought both of those were just absolutely miraculous. The one over the head to seal the game, especially like he, he's he, just got such
1: a sense of occasion for an eighteen-year-old kid. Miller. He's,
2: he's clearly watched the uh, the uh, Cody Waitman tape from a few weeks ago against Paul.
1: <laughs> I think uh, Waitman sent him a text off saying, "Nice one." Riley. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Riley. I'll take my check in the mail, I'll, thanks. I've already talked about Still Thought Boys. You know how high... I literally sung the praises of this kid a couple of weeks ago. He, He's going to be a star.
2: He's oh, going to be genuinely
1: one of the best key forwards we, we may have seen in the last 20, 30 years since Buddy. I'm calling it now. I think he's got real potential. Oh, leg hello. speed. He's got. He's just got things that you don't see every day. 16 touches as well, Doc, really. And 318 metres gain is a key forward. I mean, what the hell's going on with that? That's just outstanding by that guy and it, he's got a massive upside he, he's, a, he's a guy at two meters tall the way he's he's so agile
2: for a guy who's two meters tall and he's yeah. sort and he can and he can just glide around the glide around the field like he's another midfielder he, he's just so oh love watching him
1: oh what about filthy? butts as well boys pretty underrated year from from the old butt cheek i think he's been really 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 <laughs> the good old butt cheek. he's been absolutely outstanding he keeps his men quiet every week and um yeah, I, really, I really rate
0: his one-on-one work yeah. with butts. Like,
1: he'll get some games
0: to those big intercept marks. He didn't have too many in this one, but he does just yeah sort of go along. I think he benefited nicely from the Saints, obviously not having uh, too many of their tools in, no memory, obviously. So he could sort of just take a, take a poor match up here and there.
1: reminds me of a David Asprey type operator. Just reliable, Ooh. one-on-one defender. Um, Don't I'm mind fancy- that. That is, that is
2: consistent. That is a very good call from you. Not uh, David Ashbury
1: now because he's slow as bloody you know, <laughs> uh, bloody taffy. Uh.
2: I just I just want to mention Josh Worrell's absolutely filthy mullet that he was rocking on <laughs> on Saturday night. That was just I've I've seen some I've seen some really really poor mullets here in 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 league footy, but that's got to be up there. I didn't know, actually. There was a bit
0: of a meme going around I found out with the Crow that they weren't sure if this guy actually existed or not because he never shows up in, in photo shoots, never in the training photos or anything. And now he's just popped up and had himself a nice little debut. So I'm glad <laughs> the... Invis- I'm going to call him... I'm going to try and uh, get the Invisible Man going, I think, for Josh Warrell because... The Invisible well,
1: he had three touches
2: to... from 63% game time. So, you might, sorry, that might stick. <laughs>
1: what about Riley O'Brien, boys? Pretty underrated year this year, I think. He had 30 hitouts on the weekend, eight clearances, 16 touches, just traveling along really nicely with his progression overall, I think. Well, he won the BNF
2: last year, Riley O'Brien. So, well, I think, I think, he I think he's just continuing to plug along. I think he'll be, oh, I think he could be up there for, again for um, an Australian consideration. I, I, I think he was very stiff not to be in the squad of 40 last year. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah. I thought I thought his his clearance work is just exceptional. I think it, we we talk about Rux being able to exactly extract clearances out of stoppages and centre bounces. Tom Hickey is probably one of the best ones at the moment. But oh. I think Riley O'Brien I think <laughs> is uh, is is a player that does it so underrated,
0: so underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Doc, well said. Um, we'll move down to Tassie now, boys. The draw in this game between North Melbourne and the Giants. I don't think this is a result anyone saw coming. Um, it was a Giants bit unfortunate. Are crap. <laughs> Giants are crap. <laughs> I said it here. It's a bit unfortunate. I thought, uh, coming into three quarter time, I really thought North showed mm. that they could seal the game. That, that uh, yeah, four goal lead coming to the final term, but. I the five-factor on I, the Giants was good to see as well.
2: I think the first three quarters from North Melbourne is probably some of the best football that they've played all year. Probably isn't saying much. The bar's been pretty low all their year. their start but... to the game, I thought, especially, was really, really strong. Absolutely. Kat, but I yeah. but I think the way the way they sort of moved the ball from half back, they sort of try to open out the um the angles, open up the wings as well from half back. I thought it was just brilliant. I thought
1: that's my
0: my man Aaron Hall getting plenty of that ball in the half back
1: line as well. The clearance work is really it. impressive, Kat, I thought for my north in particular, obviously. You know, 36 clearances, they beat the Giants two more in the centre, two more overall, um, and even them at the stoppages. I thought that was what really stood out to me, a, a north midfield that I actually think are progressing very n- nicely, boys. So, um, And the Giants have been talked about as a real talented midfield with the operators they've got in there. And Josh Kelly probably looking over at David Noble saying, yep, I'll, I'll see you in a year or two, mate. Um, I'll be down there. <laughs> yeah, see, see you next year, mate. Yeah, look, I, I think this is crap from the Giants. This is a game that if they wanted to make the eight, they need to win. And... Um, Look, credit to North. They played at some good footy, but I'm pretty disappointed. Uh, it, it, I'm a Giants supporter. It, rem- it reminds me of the
2: game against Melbourne last year where yeah. they had every chance to really put Melbourne away. A spot for finals was up for grabs, and they just couldn't get it done. Um, mm-hmm. f- uh, quite a few players that I am I am very disappointed in. I thought, I'm not quite sure what Harry Himmelberg's doing. Um, <laughs> I know he kicked the two goals one, but he sort of, as, as a tall forward, Leon Cameron seems to be playing him a little bit, you know, a bit more higher up the ground more often than not as opposed to playing him deeper um daniel lloyd did nothing for the first three quarters until he actually popped up and did something and helped them actually get the draw <laughs> uh, well has it
0: Himmel, himmelberg by the time they actually moved him in deeper into the forward line by the last quarter that's when he kicked these two
1: goals correct, so. yeah that's that's when the goals came i'm so, not yeah. sure i'm not sure what leon was thinking with that but Look, yeah. We'll get stuck on the land a bit more later when we see the new teams because I've got I've got a couple of choice words. Oh, for oh, oh, here camera. we go. Here uh,
0: we go. I was I was happy to see though for North Melbourne, uh, even though the some of the young guys in the middle didn't have the most impact they've had. Uh, Davis Uniac and Powell they both also went forward and kicked a goal each. I thought it was really good to
2: see that they're sort of adding some strings to their bow too. Yeah, uh, I, I think Davis Uniac's actually starting to piece together some some nice form. I thought his his clearance work was exceptional. Um, along with Josh Simpkin and Ben Cunnington, I thought those guys, you talk about, uh, we don't know how long Cunnington's got left in, in the league. You probably might have another few. Yeah. But but Simpkin's the guy that I think is going to really push this team in, in in
1: five years. I still remember Doc two, three stands ago when, when I called for him into the middle and they <laughs> laughed at me. They laughed at Alex Miller. They said he's an idiot. And uh, look, you're all idiots now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, some some of your calls over the
2: last couple of years, Alex Miller, have been extraordinary. We've got a good one to get into later about the tips from last round, but Kat, I just oh, want to yes. quickly
1: head back to Aaron Hall. Because yes, mate. Very interesting player that you brought up. I, I've I've been a pretty big fan of Aaron Hall for most of his career he's had some really I feel like I remember you talking some Alex Doherty that would be Alex Doherty that hates his guts Um, (laughs) I I think what he achieved in his time at the Suns was pretty good remarkable in terms of how good that team was at the time he was there and consistent as a midfielder as well but I think with his development in terms of he had some issues off field -field mental health wise which as we know is a very tough thing to deal with in any sport Um, so he I think he's done really well to resurrect his career as a halfback operator. 35 touches on the weekend, 791 metres gained and that seven inside well. 50s. Still,
0: yeah, seven inside 50s, nine rebound 50s. He's still yeah. doing that two-way running that I think, he, as a winger, he would have developed strongly. Yeah. And it's showing that he's sort of blending the best traits of
2: both. Um, and I really love to see him playing well. So, I, I, I just want to know what took, both the Gold Coast and North Melbourne this long to figure out that Aaron Hall's best position is at, across a halfback flank. Cause I think, I think yeah. he is, is probably his two greatest strengths. And, and it has been for quite a while it has been his running and has been his uh, ability to find the footy, mm. um, whether or not he can still uh, look, I think his, his disposal efficiency was still at about 60 odd percent. Or I think his kicking efficiency was about 60%. So it wasn't that, yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't, Flashiest, but it wasn't. a re- But I think the conditions weren't exactly
1: flashy either. So he'd be averaging season uh, career high though, Doc, in pretty much every statistical category, you'd but, think but besides clearances.
2: But but he is but he is creating a lot more off the yeah. half back line. I think it's sort of, I think that's his niche. i really, I really, I have really enjoyed his form over the last month. Yeah, I've had a lot of issues about his work rate, <laughs> his consistency, is <laughs> it, and and just overall work ethic. But I think he's now sort of really got it all together, and I think he's mm. now starting to finally
1: piece together some form, and, and, I, and, I'm, quickly, and I'm enjoying just quickly, Doc, I want to ask you in particular before we get to the next game, Cam Zerha's season has been one of a hit and miss, a lot going on. He had a big game against Hawthorne a couple of weeks ago, which got their first win. Two goals this week. How have we rated his last month in particular?
2: Uh, I thought his game, I thought, I thought this game in particular was really, really good. Mm. I thought he had a lot of good moments where he sort of, he... I think he came from about 15, 20 meters to actually get to get to a GWS defender and cause him to force a turnover. Yeah. And that's what, that's what he's really, really good at. He's really good at being, being that pressure player. And he got on the scoreboard too, as a result of it, two goals too. So
1: it's the best. This, this, this is the
2: hard his best. I think when he's playing like this. Oh, absolutely. I think you look, you look at, you look at North's forward line. You got Nick Larky who kicked two goals. I thought he was quite good early. Hmm. Um, not quite sure what Tristan Cherry's still doing in this team. <laughs> he's just come in. Um, oh, he doesn't deserve to. He's seen what the man's put together in the VFL, doc. He's he's pretty marking, good though, hasn't he? Really, he's
1: pretty stiff to get dropped.
2: Ch- Cherry's marking hands were good, but his kicking sucks. Get <laughs> he, take take that kicking license off him because he, he he just Tristan, he just sort suck. of lump he just lumps it onto his boot. And to uh, he'll just take, sort of, take
1: his pen license and his kicking
2: license off him, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and if he's and if he's and if he's extra naughty, he'll take his he'll get his driver's license off him as well. Um, <laughs> How good
1: is it seeing Robbie Tarrant as well, boys, back playing footy? He'll yeah, fantastic,
0: fantastic story for him. Great to, I'm glad he's
2: recovered so quickly and
0: he's back on the field for the second half of the year. Great to it it. It,
1: it, it. it was looking quite um quite hairy there for uh, Robbie <laughs> for for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he had a tough time of it. He's done amazingly well to get back and just play at the elite level. So yeah well done to him uh, just, just,
2: just one more just one John I, I just quickly want to touch on yes. was, Matt, was Matt Flynn I thought his work as a forward was quite quite handy on the, he still hasn't
1: got a win he still hasn't got a win
2: he was so close to on, I, I just loved the way he led towards the ball inside 50 and mm. a, a couple of his times I think it was the second quarter in particular I thought his marking hands were quite strong and he, Had the two goals straight, and fingers crossed Shane Mumford uh, pisses off the team next week (laughs) because he he should have been rubbed out for at least three separate incidents on the weekend. (laughs) Shit. Final game of the round that was, we'll be taking a look (sighs) at West Coast and
0: Richmond. Unfortunately, four points the difference for Alex Miller's Tigers, but it was an absolute cracker of a game. I'm shocked that these two teams haven't met in finals in the past couple of years because they've put together some absolutely fantastic games, Miller. I think of that one from a couple of years ago at the MCG that was a oh. complete shootout. It uh, was sort of Shea Bolton's breakout game. Yeah. One. He had a massive one, but what, um, what happened? a really good contest between these two.
2: What happened, Look, Miller? Four, four, oh. four, goals, four goals up at about four, 14 minutes into the last quarter, and you just bottled it.
1: I think we ran out of juice, Doc. But, um, <laughs> I think the last couple of weeks have been particularly tough travel-wise for the Tigers. Uh, it's not the excuse i think that they they should have won that game we should have seen that out but credit to west coast they had an outstanding fourth quarter in fact probably one of their best i think this year from them so getting credit where credit's due i thought um i thought luke edwards was outstanding dan on the, on the wing half back operations for 27 touches Uh it was oh, really he, really
2: nice he, he was very impressive luke edwards uh, and it yeah. makes, makes you wonder why can't Adelaide
1: you. seem to have uh, passed him up
2: as a father-son.
1: Yeah, I, I sort of can't believe it. Hearn's fourth quarter doc was outstanding, I thought. I thought um, Nat Nui and Chol had a great battle for most of the game. And Ellie uh, showed his class late in the fourth quarter. But Josh Kennedy, I mean, this guy is, you know, 175 years old now, and he's still doing outstanding things when he plays. I mean, he's just an absolute gun. Is, is, is he West Coast's best forward ever? Yes, Oh, oh you'd, no have question. To, you'd have to.
2: What, what about best player ever?
1: Oh, I'd have to, have to get a list up. Eric McKenzie has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck. You look at the likes What, of, what about um, Will Schofield?
0: You look at the likes of Juddy and. um. Yeah. You know, ben Cousins would have yeah. to be pretty
2: up there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, ben Cox.
2: Probably, I, I think. I think Juddy's out of the conversation because of the fact that he only yeah, played uh, maybe what, hmm. seven, eight seasons at west
1: coast and glenn
2: jackovich would be right up there too in terms of best eagles
1: um but yeah i thought this west coast team was really good that their fourth quarter in particular was um pretty strong and i thought especially considering how it was sort of the
0: opposite story for them against us a few weeks ago i thought they did really really well to show that i think you know question marks been around them about whether they are a top eight team this year and i think they proved that they
2: are Uh, This uh, game. I just want to say another player that I thought played well doesn't get doesn't get a lot of uh notice is is Luke Foley. I thought he Mm. played. I thought he played a really strong game. Only his
1: fifth game or something too for yeah. So
2: Uh, I think was he He was positioned around sort of half back wing as well. Half back. Yeah,
1: they had both the young lads doing that sort of role, which was quite quite nice for them. But um. Yeah, so look, what, if, if he keeps playing like he is on halfback, Witherden's not breaking back into this team. And that's the thing, Kat, these young kids have gotten the opportunity, and it's going to be great. It's a great thing to have is um, less competition, as we've said at many top clubs. So, well, they're traveling really nicely, West Coast, unlike us. That was um, it was a frustrating game from also, some perspectives.
2: Also, I'd just like to say, uh, a, a guy that we're probably not big fans of, Miller, but I thought Tom Barass sort of played, yeah. sort of played one of his. Oh, better Oh, this games. is a
0: shock. Doc is saying
2: good things about Tom Barass. I never thought I would hear the day. Yeah, well, I never thought, I never thought so too, but here we are. <laughs> um, no, I, I, th- I thought, I thought, especially with McGovern out, I think. Tom mm. Barass has certainly really stepped up as as that sort of number one key defender, sort of, and have also... held up well down there. Josh Rotham I think has
0: sort of taken Barass's role while he's mm. been doing uh, McGovern's role. I think he's been quite
1: solid in that too.
2: Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good call. I think Rotham's been doing doing his job really, uh, really under under the radar, like critical
1: for him as well, boys, to get a game each week as he has this season because we talked about it. All three of us at possibility of him looking elsewhere because he definitely had the talent to easily play footy somewhere else, so yeah, West Coast were outstanding. But um, they mm. yeah. haven't
0: had the chance to show off the depth like this, uh, no. they have so far this year in a very, very long time, mm. and I think it's been good opportunities for a lot of their guys. But for the Tigers, Miller, obviously, <laughs> still some all there's always the guys who perform strongly. Um, we know Dusty stood up when he needed to. Kicked a couple of strong goals. I don't
1: return, Kat, but he's had four weeks off. Yeah, and he's been basically best on ground. He's a gun. He's absolutely a gun, the Lambo, and no wonder he gets that name. He uses it with such class. And two goals, um, 27 touches, I thought was really, really impressive. Two clearances as well. Three inside fifty, six six score involvements, four intercepts. He does everything. Um, what, what about Basher and Jaden Short? Yeah, look, both those guys were very good. I think that was something impressive as well, Doc, the marking. We tried to sort of take it off West Coast a bit and play a bit possession-based, which we've actually been doing not too bad the last couple of weeks. So, look, it's, it's actually almost nice. All sort of
0: using using their style against them yeah. because, you know, if they get it
1: in their hands, they're just going to do it right back. Yeah, so yeah. we're adding a couple more strings to our bow, I think, offensively and defensively, which is good because these are good challenges against great times, uh, great teams. Vlosham was good, I thought, really well. Nathan Broad, I mean... Uh, Voston was on. Um, was oh, he? Doesn't was, have good things to say about Brody.
2: So, w- was was lost
1: on um Darling because Darling was pretty yeah, quiet. No, I've lost and was on Darling, Darling's a hack. Um, yeah, so there's <laughs> no question about that. Yeah, no, Brody, congrats on getting married, mate. But um, look, get on the team. <laughs> uh, they're talking some people are talking about him winning the Jack Dyer medal, which I just honestly can't believe. I mean, Jeez. he gave away three goals himself, he had 22 touches, but. Um, Let me have a look at his disposal efficiency. 90% apparently. Well, don't believe that at all. Um, (laughs) I thought McIntosh played okay, butchered the ball a bit. Jack Graham's hard nut boy was really, really good. Uh, Pickett played really well, I thought. I liked him in the ruck actually at times and yeah, look, we got some serious work to do. I can't believe Alex I Can't believe Alice Miller saying a good word about Marlon Pickett. He sort <laughs> yeah, of, <laughs> look, he was good. He was good. It's upside down day today. Yeah, he had a crack um, for sure. And Shaw was good. I thought battled really well against Nat Millie. But look. what about Daniel Rioli? Yeah, look, he can battle against Drop himself in. in the in the VFL. I think.
2: Yeah, um, get, get rid of him. Get rid of Smith. I think. Yeah, the also, get to be sta- the get out. Get what is he yeah, doing? Him, what, him, what is he doing in this team? Yeah,
1: he's oh, putting shit tattoos, face, I shit tattoos on his legs. I mean, piss off, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: let's
0: um, let's let's give out who's the man for this week, boys. We'll start with you, Doc. Um, I, I like a bit of a pattern here, and we've gone for one this week. Um, so who have you got this week?
2: So. Well, uh, I'll start with my man and we'll see if the listeners can figure out the theme here. Uh, we're going with uh, John Segler this week, boys, uh, in the uh, Hawthorne-Sydney game that nobody really watched. Um, but well, I watched again... it because there was nothing else on on a Friday night. But... <laughs> well, I, 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 I didn't because I, I was busy. Um, but... I thought, I thought for what for what he did against a player that we've talked about so much this season in Tom Hickey. I thought mm. his efforts in the ruck against him was just outstanding. The thirty-five hitouts, eleven clearances, twenty disposals, kicked a major as well, and Not just trying, and seven hitouts to advantage, which doesn't beat Tom Hickey's nine hitouts to advantage. But I thought it, in large his work mm. around the contest was just absolutely outstanding, and that's why he's my man this week, John Segler or John Cigar as Alex Miller put in the <laughs> chat here, Johnny Big Johnny
1: Cigar. Big Johnny Cigar. <laughs> Who have you got this week, like, Miller? Yeah, look, I'm going uh, with another tall unit. Sean Darcy, it was his 23rd birthday on the oh, game. The against big the fridge. Sun. The big oh, fridge, really impressive the uh, From me. One goal, one, 17 touches, uh, five marks, six tackles, 40 hit-outs, seven clearances, 411 metres gain. Happy 23rd birthday to Sean Darcy, the big fridge, and great win for Freo. He was outstanding. What do you reckon he got for his birthday, Miller? A big, fat win and a pat on the back from John, Johnny uh, Longmuir. Johnny Longmuir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Who have you got, cat, to wrap it up, mate? Well, look, I'm sticking with the theme, um,
0: and I'm going with the man from the pies, big Darcy Cameron. I was surprised he didn't actually win the, uh, the medal on the day. I thought going uh, Scotty Emblebury was a bit of a cop-out. <laughs> For the selectors, but I thought he was massive. Four goals, kicked one in every quarter, so he was pretty uh, around the ball in the forward line every time it came down there. Six marks as well. Two thousand spend ten.
1: Is (laughs) the best marking forward cat this season.
0: He is one hundred percent. Three contested, uh, three of those contested as well. Six
1: score involvements. I don't want to hear anything about the big American anywhere near compared to. Well, he's not anywhere near it at the moment. Big Nathan hasn't gotten the game. Also, just just quickly, while we're on Ruckman, I thought Max Lynch did a really good job against Gore. Oh, crack, absolutely. Crack.
2: absolutely! I thought he, I thought he actually nullified the influence in the ruck contest. Not, not bad yeah, for your four Coming, out, at, got, coming up messy. against the big
1: best ruckman in the comp, boys, is it? Not, not bad at all doing is, that. It, so, is he still minimum chips, Miller? He's medium chips. He's really building. <laughs> I think he's, he's getting a bit of chicken salt as well on them. He's so upgraded. He's, <laughs> he's medium chips nice. with chicken salt. There we go. He's, looking. <laughs> he, he's shown, shown a lot of promise. But we got the tips from last week as well. Oh, no. uh, oh
0: this is grim. Doc had
1: to. Cat had three, and I had four because I tipped Collingwood. It was called a dicker, uh, and then in the order of tips, uh, Doc was sixty-eight, Cat uh, was sixty-nine, and somehow I uh, manifested where I truly belong at top seventy-one. So. Still not much between us all, so a lot no, to no. play for this week, so very excited to It's pretty close, but
0: I'm I'm very very ashamed that I was leaving the competition, and now I've had a couple of poor weeks in a row, and I'm down in
1: second again. Well, tonight's right. game will make and break the tipping comp, because there'll be some oh. interesting divide here. Geelong this, this and the could, Bulldogs this, this could boys. Dis,
2: this could decide the tipping competition.
1: <laughs> I
0: think... Oh, look, I've really rated the Cats from what I've seen so far this year. I think in Geelong, Don't. I'm going to go for them. Cam Guthrie back in this hey, week as well, Doc. Hey, this hey, is... Good, good. This Across two weeks, I've had Guthrie, Duncan and Dangerfield and
2: Blitzards all come back into this team. That's a lot of talent back in. I, I think compared to the start of the year, I said Geelong were probably one of the most boring batshit sides to watch. Um, no, I think they really, they really found another couple of gears last month and a bit and... Mm. um if we can sort, I don't know how we're going to stop the uh, the forward line of of Hawkins, Rowan, and Cameron. It's uh, I don't know. Keith, Keith is going to have to have to pull a miracle one. Uh, Gardner has to be a lot better than the Frio game, and um, Taylor Dre's in pretty good form too. So I think I uh, don't like us here at the Cattery. Haven't won there. Haven't won there since two thousand three, boys. So
1: how you feeling then, are Tip and Doc?
2: I'm picking. I'm picking the Cats. Oh not, wow! Not 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 liking our chances here.
1: He's gone against his own mob. That's Miller. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Cats, um, but it's going to be a good game for sure. Dogs off a buy it might be fresh. Uh, Suns and Port and Metricon. Um, mm. Nothing really I like I like the guys. ins for the Suns here. Sam Collins, Sam Day back. Um, yep,
0: Samuels, um, Jared Leonard, uh, Jared Leanet and Scott Lyson in for Port. But I still think I'm going to stick with the power. Suns will run them well though. I think there's two really good ins for me. I'm not Ooh. sure what's ha- not sure what's happening with the Suns at the moment. They just look all cooked. Um look a bit flat, don't yeah. they? Well how's that yeah. after under Stuart, you? I think after the after about round five or round three of the season, they have won literally one game. They just drop off completely after the start lift of the year. here, Suns. I'm I'm gonna go port. Yeah, I'm gonna get port. Can't they can't drop this one port. In Tassie, the reunion between David Noble and Chris Fagan, coaching the first game against each other. Um, North and Brisbane. I think the Lions will do it nicely, but we saw what North did to Melbourne in Tassie in that first half. I think they'll get off to another good start like they
2: did against the Giants. Mm. Z- Zorco's not playing, and uh, Leicester's sort of oh, Leicester's out again. Oh um, <laughs> well, no! Uh, but that that won't that won't matter too much for for Brisbane. Um, Madden's back in. I, th- I thought I heard um, uh, Reesie Matheson was in as well. Which yeah. barometer of the twos is he? Yeah. Bu- <laughs> Big bu- b- barometer of uh no, no I can't say it. Um shit. Um yeah. Luke <laughs> McDonald's a good in
1: though for North, but I think Brisbane get it down here, boys. Yeah.
2: Finally finally good to see Lockie Young out of the team. He's done absolutely pissed <laughs> pissed nothing since uh Duck still got a vendetta
0: against the man. He's shit.
2: He's actually he, he. <laughs> He's
0: tipping out. He's the <laughs> I'm tipping the lines. All right, the last game on the Saturday. I don't know why this is a Saturday night game. The Giants and Carlton. I've got a feeling about Carlton here, boys. Like we said, the Giants. Oh, I, I like. Look, I like the ins. I like Perryman back in. I oh, like Briggs in. Briggsy, get and in. Big Phil with the guitar in as well. But I'm gonna back
1: to Blues in this league. I'm not I'm tipping, not tipping Carlton ever again. Giants comfortably. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking Carlton ever again. <laughs> You're no, a brave obviously. man in Also, Locky Ash getting dropped is just the uh, yeah stereotype. Leon Cameron boffin dickhead operator. So <laughs> I
2: also I also that's the only omission uh, I've got a problem with. Oh, Halloran didn't do much on the weekend, and and Jake's stain. I think they said. <laughs> Um, on the jocks, yeah. eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's a stand on that team. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't even know he was playing until the last quarter. Um, Gi- giants, giants will win this one.
1: What about Super Sunday cap. Oh uh, yes, I love
0: this Super Sunday. The one game. I'm very <laughs> confident we can get over the Hawks in Tassie. First game in Tassie since 1992 for the Bombers. Um, oh, some ins coming back in. A few players going out. As I mentioned before, Francis out, McGrath. Waterman, Zaharakis, and Ambrose all coming out. But you'd be happy what's with Zaharakis out. Yeah, get, him, get rid of him. But, what's um, happened to Waterman
1: as well, mate? What's
0: yeah, in? some injury he copped. I'm not sure. I think it was only minor. I don't think it'll yeah. be too long. Um, right, okay. But big Sammy Draper back in this week. Well, Sam Durham named the extended squad as well, which I'm Ooh. really happy to see. Um, Dev Smith back in this week too. So I'm going to tip the Bombers uh, quite comfortably. It won't be like round one. Zach Reid making his debut? Um Well, he already no. debuted, didn't he, against the Lions? Yeah, yeah, he's oh, I know, I
2: know, he's already played, okay. No, he's, um, not, he's not named in the starting lineup. He's on the bench, so we'll wait and see. Also, Lockie Bramble's making his debut, boys, for Hawthorne. Yes. So, yes. Give us that... a tip, boys,
1: because we're about to run out of time. <laughs> I'm going I'm to pick the Bombers. I'm going to go Bombers. Hawks actually suck. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to us once again on the a 3 podcast this week. Make sure you follow us on all our socials at A3Footy on Twitter, a 3 podcast on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Of course, there's an email as well, A3Footy at gmail.com. Just a quick shout-out, boys, to the Salty Bulldog. I was on their uh, show on... Yes. During the week, and uh, oh, we, we love that. T- touched on the uh, the mid season for the doggies, and a lot of fun. Go go check it out if you if you must. The salty bulldog, because um, yes, listen
0: to the salty bulldog, they're over on YouTube, I believe it is. So listen to them there, also on, also on Spotify and YouTube's uh, iTunes cat YouTube. Beautiful. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano, I've been Alex Miller, I've been Alex story and we're cutting out with no time to spare. Thanks for listening.